Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. It's the warehouse. Big thanks to Ron McBride and Alema Harrington. A lot of fun this year on Football Fridays. Those two are, are just terrific. Uh, great part of the big show this football season. So uh, another heartfelt thanks to those guys. But another Friday tradition, of course, Gordon, is Gordon's List. Do you have it in front of you? Is it ready? It is ready. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to it. Austin, hit it. And now, another look into the mind of Gordon Monson. I know, we're all terrified. Let's just try to get through this together. This is Gordon's List on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Previously on Gordon's List. I know nothing, all right? I know nothing. What's your favorite kind of smoked meat? Have you not seen the movie Cars? I know that it's a cartoon, but but there are, that's a that's a true story. Doesn't meat sweat? If you were like a super recruit, would you sign early or would you just dangle the uh, dangle the, uh, the, the 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 bacon in front of everybody for uh, an extended period? Foul mouth fiend doesn't sound healthy to me. Tell you what, Gordon, the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, Gordon's List brought to you by Tim Daly Nissan Southtown. All right, Gordon, where do you want to start on the list today? Well, we'll we'll get back to Ryan Smith because uh, I have some thoughts uh, about the new jazz owner and had a chance to visit with him at length earlier this week and uh, have a have an in-depth uh, feature slash column on him at sltrib.com if you want to check it out. I think it'll run in print, I don't know, sometime over the weekend. But anyway, it's there now, and I want to share some of that with our listeners. But let's go straight to the jazz, Jake. And obviously, you were all over this last night, but did the jazz look good against the Clippers or what? Yeah, they looked really good. Uh, they've looked really good uh, throughout most of the preseason, maybe a quarter here or there where, where it was a little slow. I'm thinking about uh-huh. uh, like the first quarter in game number two uh, against the Phoenix Suns. But uh, I think for the first, uh, for the most part, they've looked good in all three games. They looked really good last I'll night, bet, Gordon. And, and it's the preseason, but I mean, you right. feel feel like they, they, they're going to hit the ground running, or well, so it looks like. Well, we're getting hints of what they're going to look like, like you said, and uh, a bevy of three-point shots, and they, they look ready for the regular season to me. I mean, I get it. These are exhibition games. These are preseason games, but they, they are going to try and pick up the pace. They're going to try and shoot it a lot from three-point range and uh, play a little defense along the way, man. I, I, I think uh, this team's going to be really good. I, I do. Now, I, I know some people – 
think that's Homer talk, but it's really not. It's uh, it's what I'm seeing with my own eyes. Now, I don't know how you feel about that, Jake, but there's some stuff to prove. I get it. But uh, I, I like uh, I like the adjustments that have been made with this team, especially with the re-signing of uh, Jordan Clarkson and the addition, again, of Derek Favors. Well, the the concentration on shooting threes in the pace, that's real that that's a real thing. I mean they mm-hmm. shot fifty two threes yeah. last night, Gordon. Fifty two threes, which is just incredible. In fact, making twenty four, uh that would have been a regular season record had that game been in the regular season. So right. um you, you know, we, we saw it and them kind of implement this this different style a little bit in the bubble and it's obvious that that's going to to continue on. And if they can make those three-pointers, certainly if they can make it at the clip they were making last night, you're going to win a lot of games. But, I mean, you're not going to shoot 46% from three while shooting 52 threes every night. That's just not possible. But if you can keep that uh, that uh, three-point percentage somewhere in the neighborhood of 35%, you're going to win a lot. And the, it, it's a way that they can score a, a bunch of points. So pace, the threes, expect that to, to stick around, and it appears like it suits these, these Jazz players. Yeah, you circled uh, the pace. Uh, there were some shots that went up last night inside of like six seconds. But for the most part, they weren't bad shots. Like right. uh, there were a couple off the bounce threes. Uh, you know, Donovan dribbled into one in the first half that maybe wasn't the most advisable shot in the world. But for the most part, they were catch and shoot threes uh-huh. and uh, open shooters. And if you leave Bogdanovich and Jordan Clarkson open, they're making those shots. Indeed. Now. We talked about this a little bit earlier, Jake, uh, but I want to—I had it on the list here, and I want to—I want to get back to it again. Utah players voting not to play in a bowl game, even if they win on Saturday against Washington State. Uh, when I asked a limit that question, what he would, how he would vote on that, he said he'd vote to play. But there are a lot of complications in a year like this, and there's just not a whole lot to play for. And I, I wasn't surprised by that vote by the players, but I do agree with you that it should be left up to the players. I'm glad they allow them to have their say. Yeah, I, I am a little surprised, um, to be honest, but uh, I, the process is what is what matters. And it, it's been a trying season probably for every college football player. And if uh, they, you know, the majority of the team is – decided that you know they've had enough um i i'm fine with that decision being left up to the players i think that was appropriate for utah but i am i i'm surprised they they don't want one extra opportunity just because this season has been so short it seems as though energy for college football all around has waned a little bit i know jake you've been excited for this season and glad so much of it could be or some of it could be fit in but uh you know the, the the season is bowing to the virus a little bit uh, near the end. I read that a third of all games scheduled this weekend have been canceled. Well, I wonder how much of that, you know, is due to teams just not wanting to deal with it anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. But that's I mean, my point. That's my point that it, it's it's been a wear and tear on everybody, I think. So. Well, I don't. I don't know if I if I quite see that uh, the entire enthusiasm for college football has has been shaken. I, Under I these don't, circumstances, well, I certainly don't think now. like the BYU fan base's enthusiasm has been all that shaken. I mean, they've been pretty jacked about their team all the way along. You know, if we're talking here locally, maybe Utah enthusiasm been a little bit low because of the circumstance, but also because Utah didn't come out of the gate very fast. 
and uh, well, yeah, it wasn't they, going to the be. Last, uh, uh, what were they, the last P5 team to play? Well, I more mean they lost their first two games. Oh, I got you. You know, if they if they were to come out of the gate firing and, and winning and beat USC in their first game they got to play, I mean, would, it, would the feel around the season for the Utes have been a, a little bit different? Yeah, well, it's it's if they play well tomorrow, then it will win win on a positive note, and, and I I think this this program's in really good shape moving forward. That's that's my opinion. Brian Kelly, coach of the Irish, says that Notre Dame might consider not playing in the college football playoff if they make it, if players' families cannot attend. Think this is um, an idle? You think that's an idle threat, or do you think it's uh, just a power move, or you think it, it's uh, he's he's speaking truth? Um, it, it's well, can it be a little bit of both? I mean, I don't know if he'd actually follow through on something like that, considering how much money specifically for Notre Dame who gets a full uh, full share, how much money would be at stake. But I like I like him fighting for his guys, I like him fighting for his players. I'm sure those players want their families to be there if they're playing in a college football playoff. There's no sane reason in my mind why they shouldn't be. So I kind of like the fact that he's he's sticking up for his guys. I see I see a power move there. That's what I see. Explain. Uh, I, I just think he's throwing his weight around. For no you know, good you, reason? You No, know, you can stick up for your players without making idle threats. And I think that's what that is. Uh, this quote from Charles Barkley about Kyrie Irving. Did you see it, Jake? I did. When he talks, I'm like, what the hell is he trying? What is he saying? Or what is he trying to say? He starts talking about what an artist he is. He's a basketball player. Listen, we're not frontline responders. We're not teachers. Yo, man, you dribble a basketball. Stop acting like you were the smartest person in the world. <laughs> okay, that's pretty. That's that's vintage, uh, Charles, isn't it? It is. Do you agree with him? Um, I don't know. I mean, I I, I don't want to put a muzzle on anyone. You know, if you want to talk, then talk. You well, know? I think the the issue was he wasn't talking. Well, <laughs> good point. <laughs> yeah, but when he has talked, uh, I think Charles has thought he's he's been up in the night a little bit. Well, I, um, I, I, I think sometimes athletes, well, not just athletes. I mean, it's kind of celebrities, people of note in general. Can't they come off a little condescending, a little know-it-all-ish? Sure, sure. <laughs> hey, well, calling you, all the media pawns, I think, is pretty condescending. Yeah. Did you see that the uh, NBA GM survey is out, Mm -hmm. the annual survey? Uh, Some interesting notes in this. If you, it doesn't really mean anything, but uh, Utah is ranked by the GMs in this survey sixth in the West, behind Dallas and Portland. Well, I, dis- I mean, I disagree. I disagree. I'm sorry. I mean, I know GMs are supposedly basketball ex- experts, but I, I think they're selling the Jays short there. I really do. Well, just to just to kind of get into the minutia of how they ranked it, because it it does say something interesting about the the, the question. But they asked uh, the GMs to rank first, second, third, fourth. 
So they don't rank eight teams. They're only ranking, like, what team do you think is going to finish first? What team do you think is going to finish second, third, et cetera? And so whereas Dallas, technically, I guess, by how they added this up uh, ahead of the Jazz, uh, it's it's really because, or excuse me, Portland, it's really because Portland got 4% of the vote for second place where the Jazz got zero, whereas the <laughs> Jazz got 7% of the vote for third place, whereas mm. Portland only got four. And so, and then they're both in the 20s. Uh, for fourth place, so and, and technically tied with a four uh, percent of the total vote. So it's it's to say they picked still, them six. There's just yeah, some more minutia that goes into but that. But Dallas thing. and Portland still are more highly thought of. No, Dallas is tied with the Jazz at four percent. Well, Dallas is at six percent. So that's the, the, I mean, that Portland is not getting more respect than the Jazz. But I well, to, it is, no, because it's they're thought more highly of as far as getting. Advanced votes. Let me put it that way. Well, I don't think uh, whatever GM voted Portland to finish second in the West is on peyote. So I'm <laughs> I'm going ahead and am going to disregard that four percent. Okay. Uh, best point guard in the league, Jake Steph Curry. Best coach, and it was it wasn't really close. Eric Spolstra. Well, he. I mean, he had a heck of a year last year. That's that's not a huge surprise. I mean, they were the. They were the overachieving story of the of the NBA season. I mean that they went to the NBA Finals, and not that it's not a fine team, but uh, nobody was picking that, right? Which team has the most promising young core? The Pelicans were at the top of that list. Which player do you want taking the last shot with a game on the line? Who do you think was number one, Jake? Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard, followed by Steph. And then Kevin Durant. And the GMs picked Giannis to win his third straight MVP. Surprised by that? No, I'm not surprised. Um, I don't think it, I, I don't think he's going to be the MVP this year. But I'm not surprised that, uh, that the GMs voted that way. Jake, the dude who claims he's the reason Kawhi signed with the Clips, he released a voicemail supposedly of Jerry West just ripping the Lakers. I did not listen to the voicemail. Did you listen to it? I read it. I read a transcript of it. I didn't listen okay, to it. Okay, so neither one of us can really say it. I've been told that it sounded like Jerry, but whether it was or not beats me. I, uh, he, I mean, he kind of ripped the Lakers, but in, in a – like uh, – um, kind of, well, I guess he called it an S show, so that's ripping him pretty good. But <laughs> I, I mean, I think he it was definitely he was definitely trying to recruit this guy to recruit Kawhi, if that makes any sense. Now, no money was mentioned, but it was it was Jerry lobbying uh, for the Clippers to this particular dude who does know Kawhi Leonard, who he, Kawhi acknowledged that, but he said he knows lots of people in L.A. and it won't be the last person with their handout, which I thought was interesting, but. Um, the, the I don't know how incriminating the voicemail itself was, other than that Jerry and this guy knew each other and had a relationship of some sort. But it certainly didn't. It far uh, it fell far short of Jerry West offering to pay two and a half million dollars if this guy could get Kawhi <laughs> to the Clippers. It fell yeah. well short of that. And the Clippers, uh, back to that GM survey, the Clippers uh, finished second in probability of uh, winning the NBA title, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, the Lakers were the landslide winner in that regard. I think the Clippers are just, I mean, I know they have talent on that team, but 
I guess I got to see that uh, that that uh, that <laughs> cruise smoothed out a little bit before I'm going to think too highly of them. Well, they didn't look good last night. No, they didn't. Uh, The Rockets announcer, I don't know who it was, but apparently uh, during a game he yelled into the mic after a Christian Wood basket, who needs James Harden? That's pretty hilarious. There's some context needed for this, though, right? (laughs) Right? What context do you want to add? Well, did you? That was the part of the play-by-play that the uh, Sports Center grabbed and tweeted out. Just that little <laughs> snippet, not uh-huh. the uh, three minutes before where the whole conversation had been about how this guy uh, was a, was the best passer and the best distributor and had the best, the most upside and the most promise, and how he was taking uh, James Harden's advice and James Harden was helping him. And then that play happened, and he said, "Who needs James Harden?" And of course, that got grabbed and sent out to the to the stratosphere. Probably not the best thing for the play-by-play guy to say with the current climate around James Harden, but it was not him saying, "Who needs this guy." What do you mean? You're, you're suggesting then that he meant it in the context of that Christian Wood doesn't need James Harden to tell him how to play. No, I'm, I'm saying that on that particular play, the conversation ahead of that play was about James Harden and Christian Wood and, and how they, they were going hand in hand no, no, and he I, helped them. And I then on that. the play, James Harden is open and Christian Wood takes it right to the hoop. And the play-by-play guy said, who needs James Harden? Um, All right. Well, whatever. Uh, The Rockets, according to the reports, uh, they want a three-team deal. Initially, the Rockets were hesitant. They didn't want to trade James Harden, but now it seems like they're in a hurry to get something done, Jake. Yeah, well, they they should be because um, they're they're, (laughs) – they need to move on to whatever the next phase is. They probably are eager to do that as quickly as possible. And he's obviously, you know, uh, destroying their locker room. So, I mean, <laughs> and they've got a new coach in, in Silas who I feel terrible for because how would you like to start your new gig dealing with this? So I, I'm sure that they're they're eager to, to turn the page. Um, I, I think uh, – I, I laughed at that report like we talked about yesterday that, oh, they're looking outside of uh, the list of teams that James Harden wants to go to. And it's like, well, yeah, no, duh. And plus, you, you want to get that out in the public so you can drive up the bidding. I mean, if you're Houston right now, who cares where James Harden wants to go? You just want, okay, a, king, yeah. you just want a king's ransom. Get as yep. much as you possibly can get from whomever. And now Daryl Morey is denying that he was ever offering Ben Simmons for James Harden, but I don't know if that's just covering his tracks or what, but uh, that report is out there as well. Interesting if the Rockets don't want anything to do with Ben Simmons. That probably says something about Ben Simmons. (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, did you see the story about a woman who found a raccoon living in her Christmas tree inside her house? No, but that would be alarming. They say when you buy your Christmas tree, watch out for various, you know, uh, I don't know, bugs or, or whatever else, pests. Uh, where's Cousin Eddie? Racco- where's- a, a raccoon? Where's Cousin Eddie? Doesn't he eat these things? Not since he found out that squirrels were high in cholesterol. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, Can you imagine finding a raccoon in your Christmas tree in your living room? 
All right, we'll have uh, more coming up next. We're live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low to blow your mind. Come by and see us. Don't forget about the Orem location as well. 86 East University Parkway. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. on to the big show presented by big o tires stop by your locally owned big o tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires big o tires the team you trust this is 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network big show gordon monson jake scott 97.5 and 1280 the zone live at the warehouse 1825 south 300 west prices so low to blow your mind we'll get to more of gordon's list in one moment but tom uh, jumps on with us once again i like it tom you're busy today it's good Boom. It, well people have taken advantage of it you've, you've busted out some great deals and there's some procrastinators out there like myself i have a couple who just came in bought a split king adjustable bed and they're buying look at that beautiful velvet trundle bed for, oh that for is their nice. little princess oh that's gorgeous yeah they, she's gonna love that I, I need more grandkids, so this new baby you have, if you need an adopted, you know, godfather. I'll let you know. Me and Gordon, we're both available. Okay. <laughs> right, Gordon? Right. Okay, let's uh, let's help some procrastinators. Anybody out there who has been procrastinating their adjustable bed for Christmas, there's still time. Come and see us. Today, tomorrow, Monday, we'll guarantee that you'll get it by uh Christmas. Very nice. Change your life. The queen, the, the deal of all deals. Uh, and we haven't talked today about the queen head up. So I have a, an adjustable bed, queen head up, that I'm going to do with the mattress for $599. It's the base most people sell for $599. The mattress is $899 to $1299, depending on where you go. I'm going to do the whole package for $599. Then if you want the best deal we've ever done, $899. For a made in USA gel infused memory foam mattress, this is a queen with the adjustable head up and foot up base that has, has the Bluetooth module. The whole package, not $19.99, only $899. Wow. And then, boom, um, I've got two king, solid kings left at $14.99. Uh, you can't beat the deal. Yeah, no way. Uh, never can, Tom. Best prices in the country. <laughs> Not just uh, exactly. in the market. In and and Clayton, uh, Clayton just told me that he's going to go to Peru like first tenth uh, of January ish. So anybody who wants uh, Clayton to put him to work before he goes, we'll make Clayton deliver you. Look at that, Clayton. Did you hear that? Take advantage of it. <laughs> put him to work while he's still here. He's got to pay his own way. Anyway, come and see us. Uh, Salt Lake or Orem, we'll take care of you. 1825 South, 300 West in Salt Lake, 86 East, University Parkway in Orem. Thank you, Tom. You're the best. Uh, that's our friend Tom from the warehouse. Gordon, let's roll on with the list. What is next up, buddy? Okay. Uh, so this story, I, I didn't know whether to put this in here or not because it's it's sad to me. But then I thought, okay, I'm, I'm just going to put it in anyway. You know, maybe later on we can we can laugh a little. But this story saddens me. Did you see it that Vanessa Bryant, uh, Kobe's widow, is uh, filing a lawsuit against her own mother, her or her mother had? Uh, I'm sorry, she denounced a lawsuit that her own mother had filed, asking for back pay for work as an unpaid assistant. 
to Kobe. Uh, she's a six, this, she's 68 years old, and she alleges that Kobe, quote, promised to take care of her for life and is seeking financial support along the lines of that promise. And Vanessa Bryant uh, responded with a statement that accused her mother of seeking to, quote, extort a financial windfall from her family in the wake of Kobe's death. Wow, Jake. That, that, that is, that's sad. Someone's lying. Someone's telling the truth. I don't know which, but uh, any reaction to that? Well, unfortunately, it's a fairly common thing, right, where families have issues after someone's passed away and yeah. an estate mm-hmm. is at stake. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I think it's a it's a very common problem. Look at the, oh, who owns the who owns the saints or, or better yet the, the Broncos ownership has gone through that over the past several years, right? Where the, the next generation, there's been some infighting on who's going to re- retain control of what the Benson families who I'm thinking of, mm-hmm. uh, down there in new Orleans. And yeah, I, I, um, I, I don't know how to react other than to say, Gordon, it, it's tough. And unfortunately I think it's something that a lot of families go through. Then Jake, sorry to break it to you. But the Chargers have eliminated your Raiders. I know. From I cried a little. Hunt. What a game, though. I mean, it was it was really ugly, and there were some terrible decisions made. But uh, it was close. <laughs> well, our Raiders have been eliminated. Well, they they what did they get off the start? Does was it six and one? Maybe it wasn't quite that good. Uh, but they've really got on a skid here. It, it, it's you know, Gordon, apparently in football, you need people who can play in the secondary in order to win football <laughs> games. And so they do tell. And, well, and honestly, there's a there's a local connection because uh, they depended on or at the beginning of the year, they were going to depend on uh, Nevin Lawson, uh, for example. And he's had a tough time uh, being injury free this year. And of course, he played up at Utah State. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's been a few players that uh, maybe didn't quite live up to it. But uh, I think uh, at times uh, Carr looked pretty good this year. I think the offense at times looked pretty good this year. Jacobs is obviously a stud. Um, but but they just didn't have enough defensively, I don't think. I think they really got inflated by beating the Chiefs early in the season. Yeah, I could Because your that. memory, is, you know, they were 6-3 and three was their best mark so far this year. But they started at 2-2 two and two and then 3-3. Three and three, And now they've lost, what, three in a row, four in a row? How many yeah. is this in a row? Yeah. Uh, but uh, So in, uh, two out of three they've lost. But I think that win over the Chiefs makes us all think, oh, the Raiders were supposed to be better than this. And really, maybe they weren't. Well, compared to how just dreadful they've been over the past de- decade, it, it it would appear that Gruden's got him going in the right direction, I would say. We shall see. We he, shall he see. He wore the wrong hat last night. Whoops. Did you see that, Gordon? No. His I hat didn't. said Oakland Raiders. Oh. Whoops. <laughs> got to change that the, out. That, that's interesting that you bring that up because a lot of the, uh, the logoed stuff for the Raiders doesn't have a location on it it just says raiders i've noticed that you see you see some las vegas stuff and then there's the old oakland stuff but a lot of it's just raiders i don't know do you think people in their community want to see the name of their town or their state on the freaking logo yes yeah makes them feel more part of what's going on well it's marketing yeah and then, uh, Jake, I mentioned this at the start of the, the list. 
and that is uh, uh, Ryan Smith being uh, officially approved as owner of the Utah Jazz. And uh, I, uh, at the beginning of the show, I went through some of the stuff that I had learned about Ryan Smith with my in my time with him. And uh, I have a feature column up at sltrib.com, uh, sort of the life story of Ryan Smith. If you want to check that out, please do. But uh, first, let me ask you, your impressions of Ryan based on the press conference today? Well, not just based on the press conference today. We've had some uh, company in- internal interactions. I actually uh, got a chance to chat with him at the game, uh, preseason game number two. Uh-huh. Uh, Tim and I ran into he and Jim Olson down there in the on the concourse. So it was fun to uh, Jim, of course, president of the Jazz. It was uh, it was fun to chat with those two. But um, young energy and uh, smarts. I mean, he's he's a very sharp guy. I mean, he, uh, you can you can read that certainly uh, immediately. And he's he's going to really bring some passion and some get up and go. I think to the franchise, not necessarily that it was lacking it before, but I think sometimes a fresh perspective can certainly have an impact. But I, I guess um, the, the most important impression I'm coming away with is that he has he he believes in this franchise and its role not only in the NBA but in the community as well, and he's very much an advocate of the state, and I like that. And he views the Jazz as as a real vehicle to make a difference in in the state, and I. I love that perspective, and I, I think the Millers had that perspective too, and so I'm glad to see that carry on. But, you know, he's in that, that uh, tech world, Gordon, that has become so important to the state of Utah. And I saw him on Twitter. Oh, it had to be at the beginning of the – uh, the beginning of the week because it was announced Oracle was going to Austin, Texas was moving to Austin, and he said, hey, screw Austin, Utah's the place to be. You know, kind of, <laughs> that was a word for word, obviously, but uh-huh. uh, I, I really like it that he's an advocate for the state and its future and views the jazz as a, a vehicle for the benefit of the state as a whole. So, I know that's uh, beyond maybe he wants to win a championship, but I think it's really important, and I, I think the Jazz do play that role, and I think it's important that uh, that new ownership carry that on. Yes, his uh, his, and I think that yeah, I think that's what triggered it in Gail's mind that it would be okay to, to do the deal. Right, you right. Know? Last thing she wanted was to see uh, what Larry had built and what she had built, uh, you know, fade away to some other location. And uh, and I think Ryan Smith really impressed uh, Gail Miller. So his story is interesting because he he's not some kid that was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. He uh, his parents were educators, and uh, he grew up. They divorced when he was fourteen. He went through a period in his life, Jake, that was really rough. He said he really wasn't inspired by much of anything. He dropped out of high school for a while. And then he got this idea, he and his friends got this idea that it would be fun to go to South Korea to teach English. And his dad told him uh, that uh, that he could as long as he graduated from high school. So he did, and he went over there. Um, and uh, the job that they, <laughs> they had planned on on having uh, fell apart and his housing uh, uh, crumbled. And so he, his, his two friends who went with him over there, they called home and said, uh, get us out of here. 
and their families agreed to do that. But Ryan's dad said, uh-uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not paying for your ticket. Make the most of it, you know, fend for yourself. And so he had to find a, a place to stay, which was not, in his words, quote, not great. And uh, he found a job teaching English, and he, he said he really went through a rough time. And you can imagine being in a foreign country with no job, no place to stay. You can't speak the language and, uh, you know, no real prospects. And he went through this whole process of fighting his way through this, finding a job, finding a place to stay, and, uh, and following through on it. And he said it had a profound effect on his life, on his outlook. He came home from that. He went on an LDS mission. He uh, decided to go to college, got, got his some of his education, and then he created this company that blossomed. And it wasn't easy. He said there were no straight lines. It was a lot of ups and downs. But uh, the thing happened, and uh, he was he pushed hard for it, pushed the whole way. And uh, a self-made man. And, yeah, his success has been enormous, but uh, not easy. Not easy to do what he did. And so he has all this energy, and he's got he's smart, Jake. You know that. You know that from talking to him. You can tell inside of a couple of seconds, really, that he's a smart guy and uh, that he has this passion for the Utah Jazz and for the NBA, and he wants to – he's competitive. He wants to see – this team win and win big. So, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting how the whole thing went down. He asked the Millers again and again if they were interested in selling. They kept telling him no. And uh, he was came really close to uh, to buying a different team. He said he, he looked into buying a different team. And he went to his wife and said, what do you think? And she said, quote, we're jazz fans. And uh, Smith uh, remembered that uh, maybe it's a good idea to listen to the wife. So he did not pursue the other opportunity. And uh, earlier, uh, he told me that, uh, that he had been offered $500 million for his company in 2011. And she, everyone was telling him, sell, sell, sell. And she said to him, why? Why are you going to sell it? It's your baby. So he held on to it. And seven years later, he sold the same company. It, it wasn't the same, but it was essentially the same. Just had grown in value, not for five hundred million, but for eight billion dollars. So Ashley must have a pretty good uh, radar in there for making smart decisions. And Ryan is smart enough to listen to what she has to say. All right, we'll get to more of that, of course, coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Stay tuned. We're live at the Warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Coming up next, we have the Not Sports Report. Stay tuned, 97.5 oh and 1280 The Zone. It's Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live. From the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. It is the warehouse. It's time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online, lhmusedcars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? We're going uh, to the North Pole, but I need a little mood music. 
What kind of mood? Like Christmas. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> oh, nice. Let's just uh, breathe. Let him breathe here for a second. Cold down along the beach. <laughs> okay. Jake. Down the boardwalk. <laughs> yes. Do you know? Thanks. You, Jake, can get on a Zoom call with none other than Santa himself. Either in the holiday run-up over the next few days, or on Christmas Eve, or on Christmas Day. You can get on a Zoom call with Santa himself. If you go for the 55-minute option... It costs you $750. Santa's not cheap. What on earth would you uh, talk to Santa about for 50 minutes? Is that what you said? 50? 50? 55. 55? It's not, you know, your your grandmother that lives across the country. It's, the, you know, you, you rattle off what you're looking for or say thank you, of course. That would be a good thing to do. I've never Christmas spoken day, to my wife for that yeah, long. But yeah, but I, but here, here, like, okay. So here's my interpretation of that. I'm getting the feeling that maybe, you know, you can get multiple people on the call so that different kids can can speak with Santa. Well, then and are you then, really getting your 700 bucks worth then? Well, you probably it's like it's like what you do when a big fight comes on a TV and there's a pay-per-view. And so you get all your buddies to come together and pitch in and then you pay for it that way. I don't yes. know. Beats me. But uh, this this that- idea it's the hatched egg of a fellow in Los Angeles named Ed Taylor, who apparently is tight with Santa, and he can make the arrangements. Mm. And uh, he said that, or you can go for the, if you want to cheap out a little bit and you only want to go for 12 minutes, then you can, it, it, the cost is 100 bucks for 12 minutes. And uh, he, uh, apparently, uh, people have called in. To, to make arrangements with a Zoom call from Santa from all over the world. Australia, England, Japan, Ireland, Poland, the U.S. As long as it's not like three ninety nine a minute. I don't want Santa being involved with <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, what, uh, what, what was that dude's name? Santa Ed Claus. Ed Taylor. Oh. Ed Taylor's the friend of Santa. Ed Taylor. But- Okay, Ed, it, it it sounds to me like Ed is kind of Ed is to Santa what Johnny Wilkes is to Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> the fixer. No, he's, he's, no, he's the not one true. Cash, cashing no, no. in on the relationship. No, Ed Taylor has even he's even subbed in for Santa on occasion, uh, and he's been doing it. He's a veteran. He's one of the best known Santa affiliates in all of Los Angeles. He's got Just an impeccable. He's got an impeccable reputation, and uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, this is what this is what he said. He said it's kind of exploded. I've had three hundred ninety-eight booked visits already. Three hundred and ninety-eight booked visits already. Does Santa know that he's been booked and, for three hundred and ninety-eight visits? Yes. Santa, Santa can handle that. Come on, he's 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 delivering. This, 
this Ed guy should really be in prison. We can all agree on that, right? <laughs> yes. He's charging eight seven hundred fifty dollars for for fifty five minutes the 50, or for the for a hundred dollars for twelve yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope this guy gets audited with a fury. <laughs> I, it would it would really make my day if next year we read a story about how old Ed ended up in the clink. This this seems terrible to me. Seven hundred and fifty dollars or a hundred dollars? Yeah, and plus this Ed, Ed doesn't know the real Santa. The real Santa? No, no, no. The real Santa. There's a local company doing this here in Utah that has the real Santa, and it's only twenty five dollars for ten minutes. <laughs> Santa well, does not extort children. Maybe, yeah. maybe, I don't know. Maybe maybe Ed provides a, a, a more quality product somehow. I, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe 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 Ed's connection with Santa will get the kids better gifts. I guarantee Ed got coal growing up. He doesn't oh, know the real uh, Santa. Guarantee, uh, guarantee Ed is is a felon in some way. It's just stealing from people. If if he's operating this scam, then he's uh, he's got about ten other scams in the. Uh, he knows the Easter Bunny too, doesn't he? Yeah, right. Wait, he's friends with Santa. And the Tooth Fairies, his third cousin, twice removed. Yeah, well, he's exploiting that relationship and children at the same time. May he be ever ashamed of himself wow ed ebenezer taylor ed put ed uh, throw away the key and here i thought ed was providing a service to everyone else banish him to the south pole seven hundred and fifty dollars for 55 minutes or a hundred dollars for 12 he's doing a service for he's not doing a service for anybody but himself Not doing a service for anybody but Ed. King Farouk well, yeah, wouldn't pay that price. Hold on, hold, hold on here a second. Because Santa has, you know, he has sleigh blades to replace. <laughs> you know, he's got he's got reindeer to feed. He does he's it got, all with he's, magic. He's got, he's got expenses. <laughs> and with, so where does Ed come in? Why why Ed's, is that involved? Ed's a, Ed's a go-between. Ed is a criminal. Sounded like a car salesman. You need the undercoating. Yes. Ed is, yeah, I, I, I think very lowly of Ed. <laughs> Here I am. Can I have a little more Christmas music there, Austin? Because, you no. know, I mean, I, I, was a, I was in a cheery mood. I thought this was a service being provided for people. Yeah, I think any communication between Santa and, and the people around the world is, is a good thing. For the low, low price of $750? (laughs) The fact that you're not alarmed by the actual price of this alarms me. Like, it it tells me a little something. It's gross. This isn't Christmas music. This fits this Christmas story. Yes, it does. 100%. Uh, how about how about we bring Tom on now and let, let's talk about, you know, delivering quality for price. Let's let's bring Tom on now and talk Tom, about see, getting a, 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 a lot for what you pay for. You know, Tom knows Santa, too. You know, I mean, Santa Santa's got a lot of friends. Friend. Uh, and yeah. Santa told me that if somebody is short on cash to make an offer on some financing deals. Hey, there you go. I've got 100 days, same as cash, no interest. And if your bad credit issues because something happened in your life, COVID caused you to have some stresses, no problem as long as you have a job and a checking account, we'll get you approved 100 days, same as cash. Anybody who has 
good credit, so it's going to be unapproved credit. I can give you one year, same as cash. Nice. So if you've been procrastinating your new adjustable bed or your new reclining sectional like you're sitting on here, Jake. Which I love. It's it's not bad. That's nice. In fact, not only is it not bad, it's pretty dang good. Got that right. I have one of the nicest sectionals in the industry. It's a Parker House Spartacus. That big sectional. Ooh, I just got beauty. four of them. Gorgeous. And uh, they're like $3,900. I can do it. I have two gray and two brown left. This is power, power, everything. The nicest. Parker House, if you don't know Parker House. Parker House is one of the finest brands. I can do it for $2,400. Wow. That thing for 2400 bucks. And I can give you financing a one-year unapproved credit. No interest. That's amazing. That's one of the best deals you've done. Adjustable bed, the Split King, nineteen ninety nine, one year, unapproved credit, no interest. How about the eight ninety nine Queen deal, one year, unapproved credit, no interest. And if you have some credit issues, once again, you got beat up for some reason, medical bills, whatever it may be. Snap Finance, I can get you 100 days, same as cash. All right. Uh, the time is now. Get in here and take advantage of it. Boom. It's the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Also, 86 East University Parkway. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.